0: work through the growing pains and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to episode 65 of the How She Did That podcast. My guest today is Lindsay Bronson. Lindsay is a life coach for entrepreneurs and helps them live successfully and align their businesses so that it really supports their life. We're talking about surprising and delighting our clients and how part of loving what you do and being excited about taking care of your clients is loving on your clients. I can't wait to share some of the ways you can do this. So let's go ask Lindsay how she surprises and delights her clients. being here. I am excited to talk to you today. Hey, Tasha. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This is going to be so much fun. Absolutely. So can you first tell our audience who you are and what you do?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I am a life coach for entrepreneurs. I help people live successfully and then align their business so that it really supports their life.
0: I love that you're doing that because I think so many of us started our businesses because we wanted more freedom and more time freedom and everything. And then we get into the thick of it and we lose that path and we realize that we're really working for our business instead of working for the life that we want our business to create, right? Totally. It's so true. And you know,
1: most entrepreneurs we are obsessed with our work. Like we love what we do. Yeah. And so we want to work all of the time. And it's really easy to believe that our business is what makes us happy mm-hmm. when it's something that we love to do. And we get into this idea where, you know, the more we achieve, the more successful we are, and we think the, the happier that we'll feel. And it just isn't, that isn't the way that it
0: yeah. works. <laughs> so. I'm totally like nodding in agreement because I, I think you know that I'm an Enneagram three. And so that's the workaholic Enneagram. Yes, so, me yeah. too. I'm oh, also yeah. a three. So,
1: yeah. We're, we're in good company here.
0: <laughs> totally. So today we're talking about surprising and delighting our clients. Can you first tell us what does that mean for you and your business and kind of some ways, some examples of ways that we can do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things in, especially in a service business, but I really think for all small business, we are this it's a relationship that we're building and the way that we show up in our life and in our business is really what fuels the experience that our clients and customers are going to have with us and so for me surprising and delighting is really all about making sure that i love what I'm doing and that I'm excited to share and that I'm excited to take care of people and deliver people, you know, what it is that lights me up so that the experience that they have on their end is that they are really cared for and understood in being taken care of as well.
0: Oh, I love that. Yes. And I think that when we come from a place of like loving what we do and a place of wanting to serve and support, like that comes through so much differently and it's so much less transactional. You know, it's much more relational when we start that way in our businesses, right? Yeah, Yeah.
1: it totally is. Like one of the things I love to say is that you as the business owner, you are the fuel in your business. So your energy and the way that you feel and the way that you act, that's what you're putting in the tank, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what makes this thing run. And so if you're in a space where you're really burnt out, you're totally over it, your business is going to feel really grindy and everything's going to feel difficult and seem hard and your clients are feeling that too. And that's probably when you're going to experience clients who feel super difficult or are never happy with anything or have these really weird requests and you're like, "Ah, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Um, But that's what you're putting into the tank. It really does come through you. And then on the flip side, when you're super inspired and excited and loving what you're doing, (laughs) you're (laughs) full power. And that's the really good moment to be looking at things like how do i surprise and delight what else can we do to serve our clients in a better
0: way how can we make this experience really exciting and wonderful for everybody mhm I love that. And I think when you step into that, that's when we become indispensable to our clients. That's when they're like, oh, you know, even when things are tougher or when, you know, they're having a lean month, they want to find ways to keep you because you are such an integral part in their business. Right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It is so, so true. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I know you've got a few tips for us on how exactly we do this. So let's dive into them.
1: Awesome. Okay. So tip one is really what we were just talking about. It's coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. So understanding that what you're putting in and, and what, how you're feeling is coming through in that experience. I see a lot of entrepreneurs looking for ways to serve their clients differently or to bring in clients differently when they're really not in that space of how else can I serve. And I see this happening sometimes with service providers when they feel like they don't have enough clients and they're feeling kind of desperate and like, I got to get this rolling. Or maybe they've lost a client and they're thinking like, oh, I can't let that happen anymore. So all of a sudden, then we turn our attention to our clients and we're like really focused on our clients. And we're like, oh, we got to serve them. We got to do more stuff. But it's coming from the <laughs> like really desperate and like needy and kind of self-serving place and when you act from that place, it doesn't feel authentic mm-hmm. to your client and it really doesn't come across as something that they want to engage more with. So my thought on this is like to really be effective you're coming from that place of serving and you know how else can I can I help and what else can I do for people and so, My tip then is to like check in with yourself when you're starting to have these thoughts about what else can I do? Where can we go? How can I surprise and delight? Really check in with how you're feeling and what your motivation is Mm -hmm. in that moment. And if you're not in the frame of mind where you're genuinely like desiring to give somebody this beautiful experience, then I say like, take a step back, go take care of yourself and get your energy back and then come back to the table and start looking at these things again.
0: Ooh, I love that so so much. Um, One of the first things that when I'm onboarding either a new VA or a new OBM for my team is I ask them to always look for the opportunities for our clients and not just from a place of like, how else can we send them an invoice, you know? Yeah, (laughs) but more so from we want our clients like our whole goal is for them to be able to stay within their zone of genius and us to be able to handle everything else. So with that, I want our clients to know that like, if we see a hole in their business or an opportunity for growth for them, that we're going to explore that and let them know. And that it's not just about getting the invoice, but it's really about supporting them fully. That's great. I love that. Oh, totally.
1: Yes. I love that. So perfect. And it's really, so tip number two is really about that one-to-one relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think this is is probably easier for your audience to understand, because a lot of our relationships are either one to one or probably one to few, mm-hmm. so we get this kind of idea, but it this is exactly about like you 're here to serve them, and it's this beautiful, big circle of life right <laughs> like, like everybody <laughs> wins in this scenario and so really thinking about how they are, how they're experiencing their life and their business on the whole. And exactly like you said, so you're, you're here to fill in those gaps and to really look out for them and to be part of their team and take mm-hmm. care of them. And that is what we all want to know, right? Like we want to know that the people that we're hiring really have our backs and that's yeah. oh, that's so important. Okay. Yeah. So when we're focused on that one-to-one relationship, I always like to tell people like, never start, never think about this at scale. Mm -hmm. Don't think about the ROI on this. Like, really think about how you can wow one person and then start to look at how do I replicate that? How do I continue to serve them and serve other people in this? similar way. I think we tend to really overcomplicate this Um, (laughs) because you know many of us, especially when we're earlier on in our businesses and maybe we have fewer clients, we're really thinking about like, well, I don't want to get too deep in doing all these things for a client because then how am I going to do it when I have 10 clients or 25 clients? And I always like to say like, don't even go there. Don't Mm -hmm. go there yet. Like we overcomplicate it thinking that we need to have this perfect system in place or that we have to find like the perfect, perfect gift. And (laughs) no, and like, we just get so bent up on all of this idea about how it has to be perfect. (laughs) And really truthfully, simple is almost always that Like People just want to know, they want to be treated with care. They want to know that you have their back. And so really focusing on how do I do that for the person in this moment, in the place that they're at, Yeah. how do we serve them in that way?
0: Absolutely. I love that tip. That is so important. And yeah, what what you said about being able to replicate it on a larger scale, I was recently listening to, and I don't remember what episode it was, but it was Amy Porterfield. And she and her guests were talking specifically about this, especially when you are small and when you're a smaller business is the time to really dig in deep and figure out like what works with your clients and what do they love and what lights them up and everything. Because as you scale, that gets harder to do. But if you're used to doing it smaller, you can more easily do it as you grow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, never underestimate the power of asking questions and really mm-hmm. listening to the answer, right? Yes. So Yeah. That's so perfect because, again, relationships, right? Yes. Relationship one. <laughs> like, be interested in somebody, pay attention to them, show them that you care. Yes. This is, this is how you do it. So, I like to think of this really more as a practice mm-hmm. more than a system. So, yeah. How do you build into your business and the way that you're showing up on a daily or weekly basis? Just building in the thought of like, you know, spending time thinking about your clients, thinking about what you're here for. Mm -hmm. What am I here to do? How am I here to serve? What do my clients want? And, you know, not even necessarily from a tactical standpoint, but just from that broader perspective of, you know, how can we connect in a deeper, more meaningful way? Yeah. And then that really is what translates into the things that you do to Mm -hmm. help them feel that.
0: Yeah. Hey there, we'll get back to the episode in a second, but I wanted to ask you a question. Are you a VA or OBM who's been in business for a while and now you're ready to kick things up a notch? If that's you, then I'd love to invite you to apply for a spot in my six-month one-on-one and group program, Booked and Balanced. This program and community is exactly the accountability, mentorship, and action-oriented something that you've been looking for. Head to tashabooth.com forward slash group to apply now. In Booked and Balanced, you'll get the benefit of one-on-one coaching without the one-on-one price tag, plus a group of like-minded women supporting and encouraging you as you grow your business to new heights. Space is limited to just 15 women per session, so apply now at tashabooth.com forward slash group. Love, love, love this. Okay, so what is tip three?
1: Tip three is about looking at your customer journey. So thinking about your client or customer or audience member, like where are you in that relationship? Mm-hmm. And I like the analogy of like really thinking about this as a one-to-one, like a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Like are you, did you just meet Are you in the process of dating or courting? Are you newly engaged so things are like super exciting and (laughs) like you got your whole future ahead of you or have you been married for a while and you're really thinking about like, how do I keep showing this person that I care and keep serving them in in new ways? Mm -hmm. And so I love thinking about it that way, but in the customer journey, like where are they right now and what do they need to experience from you? What do they need to know in order to understand that you have their back and feel confident about and excited about keeping the relationship going, keeping moving forward with you. And so just picking out, like it's so again, maybe we're talking to our broader audience in the way that we're marketing versus how we're talking to a new client that we're in the process of onboarding and just looking at where they are inside this customer journey and thinking about how you can wow them and and make them fall in love with you. (laughs) Yes.
0: I feel like it gets harder as it's farther along, right? Because it feels like you know, that place sometimes in marriage where you, you feel like you have to work it because you want to make sure that your partner knows that you like still care and everything, but it's like, well, you know, I do the dishes, like <laughs> that's how I show that I care, you know, or something yes. like that. But it feels like it's not all the time of, you know, I'm bringing them flowers, I'm taking them out to like a fancy dinner and everything. It's more comfortable, which also feels comforting sometimes, but then it also kind of loses it's luster sometimes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more, like how can we in a practical way really do that and continue to show up, especially for our long-term clients, when maybe we're more in that support consistently. Space mm-hmm. instead of bing, bang, boom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. In the early days, it's super exactly. easy to get people yeah. to love you. <laughs> so much to share with them. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And I do think a lot of this, again, is about remembering why your client is here and mm-hmm. what are they experiencing right now and how can you just help them move to that next level so yes. if we're still thinking in this like the journey for them where are they what do they really wish would happen right now and what's something that you could do and so i mean i love building products specifically with my long-term clients or my clients in mind mm-hmm. and i think amy porterfield has talked about this too in her like in the way that she builds courses but continually looking at like where are my clients now and what could I build next for them? Like what's the next step in their journey? And so I love, like, I, I will beta test things with my clients specifically. So I'll kind of build like little mini programs or just ideas that I have that I I want to take people through. And then I'll bring that to my clients and I'll actually like workshop things Mm -hmm. with my clients and allow them to be part of, of that process of me developing something. But also they're getting this benefit of having another way to keep playing around in the space that we're in. I also like, I love to support my clients publicly. <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. I love to like promote and support the yeah. things that my clients are doing. And so again, remembering that you know, part of the, this loving relationship is to remind people that you still care. Yeah. And so maybe you've worked with someone for a couple of years and they have something new that's coming out or maybe something that they're trying to rejuvenate, a course or a, a new opt-in or something that they're building. So for you to take the time to actually like shout it out and be excited about it, whether you worked on it or not. I think it's you know it's just showing them like I'm paying attention I'm yeah. watching what you're doing I appreciate you and I believe in you and so you shout it out and you share it and you tell people about it and you support them in
0: that way. It's awesome. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. Thank you for those tips. So before I let you go, a couple more questions. One of the things that I know that service providers really struggle with sometimes with clients is healthy boundaries and feeling like we want to be supportive of them. We want to be supportive of our clients, but we also want to maintain those really healthy boundaries. So I know that's kind of a different conversation, but I think it really is important to realize that like surprising and delighting your clients and supporting them does not mean that you have to be available for them 24-7. Not everything is an emergency. (laughs) You know, all of that stuff.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I think you said it perfectly well. There is definitely a difference between serving people and Mm -hmm. being a slave to people, right? Like your clients don't get to own your day and own your schedule, but you do want to make sure that they know that you hear them and understand them. I think one of the the big things is, so boundaries are something that are best set up front, right? Mm -hmm. So the more clarity that you have while you're onboarding somebody, I think is better. Mm -hmm. But we do tend to, especially earlier on in business, we do tend to be a lot more flexible about this and not really know how to set those boundaries. And then we have wonderful clients who us. And part of the reason they love us is because we bend over backwards for them. And so we have to learn how to set some of those boundaries. So, I mean, I think communication is the number one thing that that we really need to look at. So again, we come back to this idea, like what's the driver behind this? Like, why do you need to set boundaries with your client? Is it because they're expecting you to just jump on something? Like as soon as they have an idea, they want you to implement it. Well, that's your opportunity, not just as a boundary, but really to think about like, what's the best way I can serve my client? Well, sometimes it's telling them that this great idea that they just had is not fully flushed out yet. And that, you know, we probably actually need to schedule a strategy session and to sit down and work through it yeah. before we decide step-by-step step how we're going to implement. So that's one thing is to just really be willing to, again, let them know you have their back. Like I'm standing for you and yeah. telling you that, you know, we don't just drop everything and and push something out because we have a, a standard of quality that we want to come across and we want to make sure that you're actually going to get the result that you're looking for and so it's just it's a lot of that it's like taking that stance of like i'm here to support you in the best way i can do that is to not act like a, a chicken with our head cut off. I don't know where all of these like, yeah. are coming from. <laughs> I love it. I totally am. I'm following you. <laughs> yeah. so not be super reactive. It actually serves everybody else because I mean, you know, this from yeah. as, as a business owner, you know, that it doesn't serve your business to just follow every idea that you yeah. have instantly and go and implement that makes you crazy. Yeah. So that's one thing. So understanding where they're coming from, what they're expecting and why you feel like that's not a good, move and and having that conversation with them. I think following up with people as quickly as you can, again, however that works into your schedule, but like I try, I'm not always the best with this, honestly, but I try to make sure that I'm checking in with my email once or twice a day, like specific times during the day. And so just what comes through then, at least just sending somebody back a message and be like, thanks so much for reaching out. I wouldn't do this as an autoresponder. I, yeah. I really don't personally like those, but just a quick, like it could still be templated, but just to reach out and be like, hey, thanks so much. I got this. I understand. I'm going to have some time on Wednesday to really dig into this. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to let you know that's where I'm at. So being honest Mm -hmm. and forthcoming and just letting them know where that is. And that makes them feel safe and understood and, and acknowledged. I think that's important.
0: That's amazing. You've given us so much inspiration and so many tips today. So can you tell us, I know that there is a checklist that you've created specifically around this. So can you tell us a little bit more about that download?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, I call it a Mad Lib. (laughs) (laughs) I I am, hopefully most of your listeners are old enough to know what Mad Libs are. (laughs) If not, you will get to experience it firsthand. Here. <laughs> it's called the Surprise and Delight Mad Lib. And it's a little worksheet that has some prompts and fill in the blanks to help you actually come up with three things that you can do to surprise and delight your client right now. And it's super fun because again, if we're starting with a one-to-one relationship, we can really come up with some cool ideas and then figure out how to put that into place for other people. But yeah, you get to walk through, think of a client, you walk through that process and like really dig into what they need right now, what you love about them. That's super important just to like first completely love on them get super excited about them. And then to think about like, where are they now? How can I help them? And so there's some prompts to get you through that. And then to three things that you have to surprise and delight them now. That's amazing. I can't wait to fill this out. (laughs) It's a fun one. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. And where can we find you
1: online? (laughs) I am at sparkcollaborative.com. I have a podcast called Spark and Victory, which I love. It's totally my passion project. It is for entrepreneurs. We have short interviews about what it really looks like to be a business owner. So it's fun. You can find that at sparkcollaborative or sparkandvictory.com, but (laughs) sparkcollaborative.com. You can connect with me on the podcast and reach out to me personally there too. Fantastic. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Tasha. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.